0: Alright. Is it when that thing stops fucking ticking that's when I'm no, ready to go?
1: No, I have to turn that thing off.
0: Okay, so am I ready to go now? Yes. Okay, so we're on, we're ready to go. You're ready to go. Everybody, go. welcome to Sound and Logic. It is your host Ryan Schofield. I have with always my co-host. James Clark Lang. And we have a very special guest here today. He's not the star of Seinfeld, but he is very, very important to us. Mr. Jason Alexander. Welcome, oh, to, welcome. to Sound. And welcome to Sound and Logic. I can't believe he's actually here. Did I miss a reference? Yeah, so here's how I could tell that maybe, like, you know, there are certain... Hell, before I was mentioning the guardian angels things, obviously, just you know, that Seinfeld is very important to me, the way I refer to things. And I've yeah. always felt like I'm on the right track of when I moved to college, maybe on the wrong track, but when I moved to, out to Brockport, when I was going to college, you get the note of who your first roommate is going to be. Mm-hmm. You know his last name was? Costanza. <laughs> All right? So then now... So that was a good sign for you. And now, again, where we don't really discuss work here, we can discuss that we all work at the same company, Mm -hmm. is that when I have my first interview for this job, or first phone interview, first contact with anybody, the person I'm interviewing with is Jason Alexander, which, I mean, honestly, what are we at? About 1,500 times you've heard that reference? About that. About about that. that, Yeah. Give or take a few? Yeah,
1: a couple times. Wait, wait. So again, I'm missing that.
0: The actor who played George Costanza, his name is Jason Alexander. All All right. He's not, short, he's, not short, he's not a short. He's not a short. Stock, he's not uh, a short, stocky, slow to ball guy. I just not don't short. care enough to
1: care about he's, actors'
0: names. I watch a show that's great, but he's also very quick witted. Um, you know how like certain people, Jason, they would describe as like a comedian's comedian. Yeah, you're like a trolls troll. I, I
2: exactly that is that. a
0: true statement. <laughs> like, I'm pretty good at that. I really feel like that you have like notifications on your phone. Like, if I post you know the status. I, you, it
2: really does now. It goes <laughs> it, Brian Schofield updated his status. Adam Lukowski updated
0: his status. <laughs> it's, all these names pop up, and it's like yeah, all the people he
2: trolls all the time. And then you he's probably like got. It, and then he's,
0: he's probably got a separate Excel spreadsheet for the different jokes he has. No, wasted yet. No, it's
2: all at the top of my head. Because all you do is talk about baseball, so it's easy to just keep on firing it in.
0: It's yeah. not all I do is I like, talk a lot, so it seems like I might only talk. About baseball or maybe that 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 fuckerberg zuckerberg has realized hey these guys interact when this guy talks about baseball and there seems to be a lot of activity on this when
2: we do this by the way zuckerberg did anybody see that picture of him surfing you know (laughs) with stop what you're doing anyone (laughs) who's listening look it up okay Okay.
1: Zuckerberg surfing yeah
2: and he's coded anybody who's listening look it up
0: (laughs) yes okay that's you you look that up while i discuss this so anyways uh I had a lot of things I wanted to discuss, so I'm just going to go with a common order, is that you know, given your position that we have here, is I just always make a reference to my freshman uh, college dorm hall, mm-hmm. where it was like, you could not have put 18 more fuck-ups in one space without calculation. And I always wanted to be like, who is the person that sits there and says, hey, let's just see what happens? You know, like, yeah. And to an extent, you can be that guy that says, hey, let's just see what
2: happens. <laughs> like, he, let's just see.
0: Like I mean, and, and in reality, it's like you know, like you could say that you know, a person like James would say that Christ or God is responsible for me and him meeting, but in reality, it could be you deciding. Yeah, hey, it you,
1: could be. <laughs> I knew that you guys would be interesting tandem.
0: But maybe you know, like you know, maybe well, was, the, we we're going to the talk whole about point prophets. About
1: God is that he works through men as well as nature, right? So anything that occurs is his fault.
0: But we were discussing prophets earlier, and like you know, yeah, there's always the a fault. thing that says the devil reveals himself while the you know the. Well, the God just says in the back. Maybe he actually, maybe when he says that people are not prophets, maybe he actually is the prophet.
1: I agree that prophets don't proclaim them.
2: Well, yeah, a prophet doesn't mm, proclaim themselves to be a
1: prophet. They do though. <laughs> no, they do. They do, and they declaim they the agree. others through their persuasiveness. They do. Maybe it'll. No, well, mean, yeah, they don't go. Hey, you, you I really am... can't have that conversation with me because I've been reading Ugh. the Bible cover to cover, and I'm up to yeah. Ezekiel. God. So so not that I'm like a, a religious fanatic. Sure. I just think that the text is worth reading. So one
0: of these things I was it's you know, been a theme of this podcast because he actually asked me while we were at dinner, which was amazing because you could have been there, but uh, he was asking me like what is, what is this about? And I was like, you know, there
1: really is no. I had a customer ask me the same thing earlier today,
0: and it started off as one thing and it's just kind of turned into his own thing, which is his most creative outlets do. And so what was I your hate, response? I hate using the, the Seinfeld the reference, but it's a show about nothing. It's kind of whatever it's about strikes. About it's it's about I guess it's about human frailty. Okay.
1: Because
0: we you know we we pour it out there a little bit here and there. Hmm. So. One of the things we discussed earlier was surrendering ourselves to a or me at this point in time where it started as a mental health journey for me, me surrendering myself to a higher power. And you always ask me what that higher power was. So now when we very first went Facebook Live, we discussed how Jason kind of seemed like he maybe was pointing me in the AA direction a little bit. Or not. He wasn't pushing me, but just kind of like, "Hey, just so you know that there's there's a door, there's a door right there if you want to open it." Kind of thing was what I know got. Something worse. Yeah. So Jason, you were now eleven. What's you probably uh, you know, I'm you know coming up years? about thirteen. You know the exact now the date. November
2: twenty second, thousand and seven.
0: Okay, so and I had a
2: Long Island at an Oh Charlie's restaurant at eleven o'clock in the morning.
0: And that was oh, the, the last, last drink he ever had. That's now, you, awesome. Wait, was that like coming off of a long night, or was that? <laughs> oh, yeah, it was okay, off I was saying, it says that you start no, I just if, got off. If you work. start off your day at eleven o'clock with a Long Island and say, you know what, I don't think I'm doing anything right right now. I should probably stop. That's more amazing than any person who's <laughs> coming off. That's of like, a good
2: point.
0: Because usually, if you're at eleven o'clock in the Long Island, well, first off, you're, you're probably getting a little look from the person you're ordering it from. No, like, I uh, no,
2: I I was raw regular, so <laughs> oh, so this is just. Oh. So I ran nightclubs. I mean, we were out late at Waffle House an hour beforehand.
0: What area was this in the country? Nashville. Nashville. Oh, yeah. I've heard nothing but great things. Or Smashville, as they call it. Yeah. You know. Now, I guess I would have to ask, as someone who's gone on almost 13 years, did you go to the higher power or what exactly? You know. No, it
2: wasn't necessarily that. I think a lot of people here, you know, AA, you have to, you turn yourself over to a higher power, but the important thing to know is that it's something greater than yourself. Right that is the higher power. Mm-hmm. So are you know, it becomes a are you the center of the universe? And I'm not. So like for me and my journey of getting sober, it started out with I was very anti religion, <laughs> very anti religion. And then it started out me saying that AA is a power greater than myself. It worked for a thousand millions of other people, it why wouldn't it work for me? And then over the years it just kind of adapted into you know, things like, you know, some days it's AA, some days I kind of believe in God, some days I don't. I'm not going to say I'm like always there, but usually my higher power has become, you know, there's something greater than me, I'm trying to just do the right thing as I go along. There's I no think, more complicated than that.
1: Yeah, I think that's the key, is, is do the right thing, has got to be yeah, the of it, yeah. I well, you,
0: you, you that's what I've kind of got big on too is that when I was asked with him my idea of a higher power was always something bigger than me yeah. and I don't want to have to pay, most people go to God because God is you the you don't have to the image, that, well, it's the image that's presented as being the highest of powers yeah. like that. so kind of
1: like, an interesting thing is the name of God in the Bible was actually written over 6,000 times and they eliminated the name and made it the word God which is a very generic word because the name had started to become a graven image Right? And the whole point is that you shouldn't have a graven image of God. There should be no conception of him because he is just something that's greater than you. It's something that exists, but it's, there is no image that you should have when you think of this higher power or God. Right. So it actually, they took out the 6,830-something times that they said Yahweh and changed it to thy Lord God or your Lord the God or you know the generic form of it so that there was no graven image because you know, the name God that has now become a graven image again is having the same effect. But I think I like the way he put it as a, it was a gradual acceptance. Yes, of it, it
2: like, wasn't, a, no, it was not a, this is, I mean, you know, it, when, I, when, I was, when I knew that I had to quit drinking, it was really like, I, I'm one of the weirdos that the moment I saw my sister and she said I needed help, and that was, and I never had a drink after that. It was hmm. the last drink I took. And that was something where I don't know why I did that. There was no burning fucking bush. There was no, like, halo that popped over my head. But I just went, I can, can't drink anymore. And that was it. That was the last drink I had.
0: So, and again, the kind of where it's like I kind of look at where I run through difficulties myself of that. I've sat there before knowing, okay, there's going to be a time, whether it's a doctor telling you or yourself or significant others that, you know, this is going to be your last drink. And just the thought of that has freaked me out into going on to a, a rampage that night. Sure. And I would think, I you know, you worked in the nightclub business yourself. How many times if you hear somebody say last one, you know if they're going to stay for five oh, more? Oh, for sure. Thousands. Like if you say hours. last one, that if you just said, hey, can I settle yeah. up? You're actually going to leave. If you yeah. say last yeah. one, just take no. four or five more with that person's drinking and just put them right in front of them. Because oh, they're, yeah, they're, they're going to they're go for that next last one, the next last one, the next last one. Next
2: last one. No, yeah, yeah that's I'm definitely. That somebody asked for, yeah, but you're not that type of personality
1: though. I actually have to be very careful. Both my parents are alcoholics. My dad won't admit it. My grandfather's been a functioning alcoholic as long as I've known him. Do you, do you think alcohol. you have to be careful? Because
2: cause to me, I've always put alcoholics into much different categories. I always don't like that people lump them in together. Mm-hmm. Like I'm somebody who, if I have a drink, mm-hmm. I'll black out. Not 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 saying that I'll just have the one drink and black out. It's that I'll have the drink and Well, I'll I was never a blackout stop. drinker. I was for, always for a blackout For about a
1: two-year period of time, I was a blackout drinker. Um, maybe it might have been, I don't know six months to two years somewhere yeah. in and around there. Um, because I was young, I had an apartment to myself, and I was charging my two roommates more than what the the place costs, Right. Um, I had a good life. I was yeah. making fifty grand a year, fresh out of high school, and so life was good. Um, so I was blacking out, like, three nights a week. See, I was blacking out every night of the week. Not every night. Not See. Night. But we were only partying three nights a yeah. week. We would take a day off where we just, you know, did other things. Um, but... But that was also part of your job. Well, no, I was it's... zero to
2: 60 from the first time I had a drink. Okay. You know, like, I've so, never... Like, I've always... For me, it was
1: if one is good, more is better.
2: I always liked the, uh, I love the fact that the spectrum has... That spectrum, like with autism, has become like part of the lexicon. Okay. Like, if you have a spectrum of alcoholism, there, which there should I be, I'm the farthest <laughs> side that you can imagine. Like, I'm the farthest side. Like,
0: if me. I did the honor system thing of, like, hey man, like you know, you're staying in my house, and like I got a
2: nice top shelf bottle of liquor. They're like, hey man, just take a shot. I'll be back in an hour. Okay. You tell me
0: I come back to you passed yeah. out of the floor with an empty bottle. No, I would
2: drink. Yeah, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I never. I'm being serious when I say that. Anytime I had a drink, I blacked out. The only time that that wouldn't be the case is if I physically ran out of the substance.
1: So you're telling me I have a chance still. <laughs> so, well, no, <laughs> that but that's... I would yeah, say gosh, for especially. me, I'm very similar to that, but I think because I had so much fear of becoming yeah. that because of my parents.
2: That's a good now, one. I've
1: still got that with... like. What I realized early on was I started to get addicted to people. Mm-hmm. right? And so relationships became a problem. They were amazing in the beginning, and then... They became bad and both sides held on and this went on for a decade, right? Um, and then obviously other substances and whatnot, but alcohol and cocaine and, and things that were like seriously addictive because I saw those in my family and I was super scared. I just...
2: You, that, I you mean, mean, you, I you may have hit that the one. nail on the head because my I have no addiction in my mother or father, mm-hmm. but three out of the four of my grandparents... Two out of the four drank themselves to death, mm. and one of them died much later on. So your parents so probably my parents never it. drank. My parents lived their lives like you, yeah. where my mother never really drank, and my dad, I guess, had a few bad benders mm-hmm. and never drank.
1: Again. Which means he had the tendency as well. Yeah, and which he, means, but he yeah, never. He like, was scared, and he
2: yeah, saw he, out. he and he was always terrified of drinking. So
1: that's that brings back my point. I am always thankful for so the hard time. So maybe times. it was the, yes.
2: the, the skip. The well, hard times so the helped. thing is what you mentioned so now you need to tell your kids when they get older about your history. Cuz oh, I've always like yeah. told my mom. My mom said to me one time she's like, "Did I do something wrong?" Mm-hmm. And I was like I just didn't know. I just didn't know. You could I go I'm not you you know, you got to accept responsibility for your own actions. And so I, I made sure that she understood that and I was mm-hmm. like
0: but you could have, you could have brought it up. But also, you you, were, you, were, you like we just talked about the movie, the Sandlot, and you said you were fourteen years old, and you want to see sure. it. Sure, oh, I get it. If 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 your mother tells you as a teenager the rebel you that oh, you I were, probably hey, get it. listen, you can't drink. Your fam, we just can't well, handle this think, you, What are you gonna you, do that I don't night? Think You're gonna it's go out and get drunk. Wait until
1: your, your kid is thirteen years old. Like as soon as, okay, would, like I talked to my. As soon as he was old enough to understand, I started talking to my kid like he is part of the family. Right, like He understands. I'm downstairs working. If you're coming to my house tonight, you're staying in the room and watching a movie. And he's like, yep, that's what I want to do. And he doesn't like being alone. So I'm like, you're going to be brave tonight? And you see, he hasn't come down once. He's still awake up there watching his movie. He is the fucking man right now. Um, but I talk to him Right Everything is legitimate I, I have the phone on me Because you're talking to your boy I love that one I've oh, never been I've never been more happy To be hung up on the phone oh, You're like Trying to continue the conversation I'm like I'm trying to get my kid to bed I, didn't, well, to I didn't know that part Until so you mentioned it yeah. <laughs> Like you know like. But so I, I just talk to him Like a person Drive and early for
0: Black miles for you
1: it, it, Well because I'm not Leaving the house I know, again I know And, and I appreciate day, that yes. Thank you again. I appreciate I you being there too I didn't say thank you So I appreciate it But yeah Just make him part of the family Talk to him about it now, because he knows that I smoke. He doesn't know what I smoke, but he doesn't want me to smoke the the Black and Milds. And he, we talk about it, and I've actually reduced the amount that I smoke because I make agreements and promises with him. So well, I guess I would say is that like this is where I go out with that. What is the appropriate age to have that? Like when is it going to? Kids work? are always part of the world. I don't believe in creating a fancy world that is going to be broken and then they're going to get jaded. And the fact that this shit's is, real uh, now. You
0: grew up in Milwaukee,
1: correct? I grew up in a small
2: town upstate uh, in North uh, Wisconsin. North Wisconsin. So, to fact, fact of the matter
0: is that no matter what from what i understand about no. that the area, the drinking was no, going to yeah. become. It was going to hit you. It would
2: have. It would have. But to his point, I had because I was not really I hadn't seen alcohol being drank or even understood alcoholism. I think if they had talked to me about an early age, I'm not. This is completely no one's fault other than me. So I just want to make sure. Yeah, yeah. But they could have said, this was what happened to your grandparents. This was where, why, you know. These are some of the things you need to watch out for because to me, it was really almost like a kid in a candy store. I'd never seen anybody drink. I didn't even know how to drink, and all of a sudden it was like, gone, and I'm off and running, you know. And I didn't even kind of even, I was somebody who I never even attempted to quit drinking. (laughs) (laughs) And <laughs> until the time where I never drank again,
0: so I was somebody well, sure I yeah. can remember things that that obviously one thing that happens my dad was a collector of shot glasses because he traveled a lot, and that's like one of the cheapest souvenirs you can buy of a place is a shot glass to let you know you were there. I remember there actually being a cover in our house that was with shot glasses, and then you watch enough movies because I was also the youngest of a couple of years old, you know, I remember my five years, and then you know, watch the things that your brothers watch, and your brothers watch things your father watched with that. You would watch those movies of the 60s, 70s, and 80s where, hey, people just sit down, and they pour you a drink. I was a guy who was taking iced tea and ripping shots out of it because it reminded me of looking like things. But is that like, you know, I remember when I first met you, we talked about these things. You can have two kids and have the same father, be an alcoholic, and one of them say, one of them be an alcoholic, one of them not be, and they both have the same answer. I watched my father.
1: Yeah.
0: Where I got out a lot with my fathers I watched is that like, my dad was still the guy that woke up and went to work the next day. It was still the guy who volunteered in the community and stuff like that, and the guy who when he walked into a place, people were happy to see him, and it's kind yeah, of like the problem is he never
1: shared his inner world with you, so you well, don't know that what was, that torment that he went through, uh, or I don't know what it was. I'm just guessing because I can only on speculate. I
0: can only speculate because yeah. I never understood where it's like okay, like I don't know how itchy the man's scalp was, but fucking he would sometimes just violently like, and it's like always like what was on his mind, like you know, like I was always wondering if it was something I did or like that how he could just. Like probably it seemed like he <laughs> probably something. Like
2: I mean let's be honest.
0: <laughs> he could, God damn my last kid is a freaking redhead. <laughs> no, but like that's like kind of like something I always go was on this, was it.
2: Was your dad a drunker? Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. I mean like he was it was I mean know. if
2: anybody's ever spent a long that you know, the reason why I in my personal opinion I've always been a proponent of pushing people to AA is or you see so many different types, you know, like people like me were you know, the high The high alcoholics, you know, we're chronic, debilitated alcoholics. We can't function the moment we start drinking. We will either die or we'll get locked up or we'll get sober. And then there's all sorts of people that have coping mechanisms. How they've learned this behavior and then they don't know when to put it down before it's too late. So those are the people that, in my experience, are much harder to get sober. People like me...
1: I think there's more of the other kind than there are like you. Know, oh, I agree.
2: Yeah. I, I've always said it's about 20% or me's. Sounds about right. And me's, even according to science, people like me get sober very easily. Mm-hmm. Because we, if you remove us from the alcohol, we go... That was fucked up. What the fuck was I I have about? a hard time. No
0: pants I on. mean, me knowing you the way I met you, I have a hard time. When I found that out about you,
1: I was like, well, wait, like what? Like- well, because the rest of us, like you said, it's a it's a coping mechanism that is now habitual. Yeah. That's a thing where when this happens, I no longer have control. The be- and so it's just the recognition that I'm not going to give up control. Yeah. Or yeah, the rest of us, be- it's a habitual thing because, oh, it just one beer. It'll help me feel better. The best I'm I ever heard day. to explain...
2: And I'm going to steal this from uh, uh, Craig Ferguson. But he says that people like him and me, we are allergic to alcohol. And when we ingest the alcohol, it creates a almost obsessive compulsive disorder for the alcohol. So when we take alcohol, we are then powerless over controlling the next drink. And it's, it's a weird thing. And it's a very real thing that once we start, we cannot stop. Well, so... And some people don't have that. and no, that's No, I don't have that. And, and, and some people don't have
0: that. And James is actually, you know, like, look, when we talked about this earlier, when I was kind of going, the whole thing this podcast started off, I wanted to help people, because that's what the foundation of AA was, is that yeah. if you let me help you, it's going to help me, but then you're going to see how that helped you, and then you're going to want to help somebody else, and that was keeping the cycle going kind of thing. And that's what I want to start this about, because I was going through a mental health crisis... And it's something that nobody wants to ever confront, but we all got... We, we guys get fucked
2: with that. When guys have a mental health problem, we can't talk to our friends. No, because... Again, even I, You can't even talk to most of your friends about having a mental health crisis. No. It's really crazy.
1: It's amazing until you actually get to the point of that. Like uh, well, person- I'll shout out that if any of my friends are listening, I actually... Yeah. I, but, I, but, I will make myself available. But it, but it's Let's true, change though. that. No, I mean, until, right. until, until like, it got to the
0: point where mm-hmm. I actually started scaring people a little bit with the things I was saying, where they were like, "Oh wait," because I used to think, "Okay, the tough guy doesn't ask for help." But then, oh wow, the toughest thing I ever did was actually ask those same people oh, for, the, for the help. Like you know, the
2: tough yeah, Marine Corps tough. I had to go to a halfway house. That was tough. I mean, you have to do a we do have a, a time
1: limit on this, and I'm sure based on on the conversations we've had, we're probably encroaching on that. As we left off with that one, and say, yeah, the different uh,
0: dynamics of those people like, again. You said you were in a halfway house, but like, again, it's like James before where we talked about like the AA thing. He would say like, okay, people just get addicted to meetings. Okay, it's a healthier addiction. You yeah, see, have that
2: is yeah, it addicted to meetings. It, nobody's that's a ever, real thing. Yeah, but nobody's ever been arrested for going to a meeting.
0: Right yeah. now, your new thing is that you are addicted to ridiculous exercise. Basically, yeah. the way I could <laughs> sure, look at it true. as is that like, okay, like you. Here's the thing. You are murdering your body in a much different sure. way but i guess again as, as i once read like at the gym i used to work out there was a guy who was a fucking crackhead who yeah. became a freaking a distance runner is yeah, i'm addicted to this now but at least i'm gonna have a good looking corpse you know like was basically
2: you the way know, he looked at it I, I i have thought about that too but i really i have yet to be arrested from exercise well, <laughs> well, I, I, think I, I have yet to lose the, my job in cuomo's new york that could happen anytime any day now i've so. yet to lose a job because of exercise i've yet to hurt one of my loved ones from uh, exercise. Well, where's Jason? Well, he's, to, he's biking
0: across Iowa. It wasn't my birthday. I've only broken a couple <laughs> months from exercise.
2: No, but you know, I've okay. really, realistically, the you know, if, if I become an exercise, if I am an exercise addict, who cares? Well, I'm
1: not... it's important to note though, again, that your drinking problem is very different than the vast majority. Sure, of I agree. Because the reason that for, mo- for him, he's able to just stop, because if he's sober and he decides I'm not gonna drink, he's just not gonna drink, right? But for somebody where it's a coping mechanism, which for me it was, because I preferred hearing about the stories from when I was blackout drunk, because that guy was a cooler version of me than I am, right? And so I was drinking with the goal of doing that. It was a coping mechanism for how I showed up in the world. And for most people, it is that, and it's always different variables as to what it is. And that's why you have to transfer your addiction to else. <clears throat> So what happens to me is that
0: Just on its own I really don't See the drink as being as it was proud It's the combination of things I call it the holy trinity, the unholy trinity If I combine sports and Gambling and women into it, then suddenly I become probably the guy that Jason Alexander was at one point in time where I have no regards for the universe This is I'm the center of this, this is all Revolving around me now, when I have that synergistic effect, that gives me the I have lost all control feeling. And it's like, okay. You well. know, al-
2: alcohol is a dangerous drug because it's a stimulant slash depressant. You know, it's it's a depressant the next day. And well, that's where I think people really get, you know, in, in situations like you're describing, it's you're drinking the high, but then that comes crashing down and it creates a very self, de- you know, you become depressed through alcohol. Yeah, you you know, know, and that's a
1: physical addiction when you realize that uh, taking another drink will postpone it.
0: Yes, yes, it certainly does. Um, but I mean, again, like there's ultimately again like that. What what gives you that feeling? I mean, there are certain people that could literally, you know, just don't have this. I I was fascinated by people that like you, know, you find out they're coke 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 addicts, but then they will they will take a drink, and it's like what? Like, does make any sense to me? Well, like,
2: uh, look, I, I I I don't understand the inner workings of that either. Because I'm somebody who, um, if I, I have never liked marijuana. Okay. I, I, I don't I don't have a gambling problem. I've never had a gambling problem. The only thing I ever had a problem with is alcohol. I've never I i I could smoke marijuana right now and I would never have it again. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I, gambling to me the pain of losing. Far outweighs the uh, thrill of success, and I'm a I'm a i am ai am would call myself a successful gambler, because I've very if you put in my totality poker I'm up by a lot, blackjack probably not very much, uh, but most gambling I would be willing to bet I'm even or up, no drastic losses.
0: So we're gonna put a pin in that one. So we we did want to plan on talking this one. Okay. One that I just never saw it myself is that. I actually did, and the reason I have sympathy for opiate addicts is I basically was given the playbook for how to be one as far as, I got, by, I got hit by a car when I was 22 years old, and this was probably the infancy stages of the opiate epidemic that we now face that is, you know, apparently not as important as the COVID, but we'll get to that at some other point. That, but, that, that
2: yeah, don't get me going down that.
0: But being like, okay, like literally I got hit by a car and I gets given a vial of Vicodin about yay tall, and I compare it to about the size of a 24-ounce can. Just take whenever you're in pain. Well, that's good because I'm always in pain. And it's like, okay, like the whole thing is that like most people, like, you know, the DARE special of, oh, Johnny started hanging out with his friends and they started swimming in
2: school. With that
0: and then 20, 20 years later, he's a heroin addict. No, it was more or less, hey, he was a successful athlete that got an injury and they gave him this prescription and then he couldn't kick it. I've always wondered how is it possible that I can kick the hardest things. I mean, I did definitely when I was prescribed things, fell down that dark hole a little bit to the point where I was like, okay, like I'm not even feeling anything unless I mix a beer like, in with it. So and then I it's like, 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 once, it, once, but, once but that script ran out, I was but, like. But
2: see, that's where I think you're not you're not hearing what he's saying. He's saying that the coping mechanism. So like what I'm saying is this, is that I believe there are he's about He's actually, I think, the uh,
1: the allergy thing for him because yeah, he I doesn't have a, addiction anywhere else.
2: I have an allergy to alcohol yeah, where I, once I drink, it's over for me. There's no coming back. I'm saying that there's a majority of a population, and that majority, they may have started out with the ability to say no. The longer their behavior and the longer their coping mechanism, that it, it hits a point where then you become allergic to it, where it almost transitions. Actually, to Actually, I don't even think it's that,
1: it's the allergic in the way that you are. I, I, I get, think you, it's just ingrained in who you are. Yeah. Right? You start to fight... You you have to fight yourself because it, it's built into your body.
2: When you talk about this, I, I just always... Every time I talk... The, the how awful opium is and how often Oxycontin is. I always tell this story. I was a, truly horrible. I, I was at an AA meeting and there was an 18-year-old girl. Her name was Faith. I'll remember her name for the rest of my life. She was supposed a, to be anonymous, I thought. Absolutely. Well, I, it is her last name. <laughs> uh, she was absolutely gorgeous. Drop-dead gorgeous. I mean... Stunning. She asked me for a ride home. In AA, you usually don't switch genders or, you know, you you don't ask somebody else to drive. There was not a lot of people left. I said, where are you going? We went to the wealthiest part of town in Syracuse. On the way there, she basically... So middle class
0: at best? Oh, no. Billionaire. (laughs) Just kidding.
2: And basically on the way there, she propositioned me. And if I could just give her just enough money for a hit, mm. and she was going to do whatever she wanted. Whatever I wanted her to do. And I sat there. <laughs> no, I sat there. Oh, that's yeah, No, I thing, sat right? there. I, I felt like physically sick to my stomach because mm. I couldn't believe
1: He's like, I, this is why we don't do it. And this yeah, is why I didn't want to. And I'm going to try and be a nice person. And to this day, and to this day you know,
2: and you, you get disgusted with your own self in that moment. Or it's like, the first thought is like, this girl's hot. And then your second thought is, I will kill myself. This is uh, the worst I've, feeling of my life. I've no, had some, I, I've had some you similar
0: moments of a, you know, girl, you, a girl you would exactly. pine after presents you with that opportunity. You're just like, could you have
1: just
0: not said anything yeah <laughs> you know, like it's just
1: like yeah. I'll, I'll say that I, I told you i'm reading the bible i i look into a lot of traditions and so regardless of which one it is um it's it said that the resistance of men is what sustains us mm-hmm. right so the earth's job is to resist us and that's why um as you grow right through this higher power um your challenges will always be more difficult, right? And I feel like that's an example of it. Oh, You've made challenge. this decision, and now here's a harder <laughs> obstacle. I'm going to yeah. put it out on a plate that for was, you, that was the, and it's the, your job to that say that. was no. the apple. I think that's, that's the higher power saying, if you truly want to be better, show me right now. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm.
2: I agree. I, I, I agree with that. Because that, I mean, but that yeah, that drug is no joke. That, that, Watching people die left
0: and right. Oh, I've seen them. Like, I don't say anything with, you know, like, horrible. I mean, like, people sometimes will say I sound, like, unsympathetic or soulless about this. I'm going, oh, people forget that I or I don't talk about it a lot. Well, I had an uncle that hung himself
1: because of the addiction. So, you know, that's you know, kind of a actual thing. So here's a thing to keep in mind. Okay. Um, one, social media disconnects us. Uh, yes. Study, and, and you can say what you Thank want you. about studies that we do with rats, but you can get... A rat addicted to cocaine or addicted to meth or whatever you'd like to get him addicted to Uh, but the only way you can do it is if you keep him locked in a cage and that's the only thing he's got right maybe a running wheel but if you put him in a community with other rats even if he's already addicted he will break the addiction and one he's got connection and normal social interactions it'll go back to normal so the point here is that if we've got an addiction We do not feel connected, nor do we feel like we have a purpose in society and we need to fix that shit. Because that's the real problem and the alcohol is a coping mechanism. And don't look at why do I drink? What am I lacking that I feel that I need to fill Well, and we
0: went over this before. And
2: and that's where, and that's uh, what you just touched on is oftentimes what I cite for why AA works. Mm -hmm. It's because it provides that community, that structure, that positive reinforcement. That's why, I would say Honestly, my parents are want, like me,
1: not like you, and it saved their lives yeah, if, and if, my relationship. If with
2: you them. want uh, to see a bunch of addicts that aren't aware they're addicts, go to any CrossFit gym. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, That's those guys it's true. Each there's a lot every, of
1: addicts in the world.
2: Each and every one of those motherfuckers is an addict. They just don't know it. Mm-hmm. They just they just so, they well, just, a they just vary down a different path.
1: Well, I mean, what a do you think? A lot of people who do, do you, really well in, especially sales types positions. Sure. What do you great. think
2: is going to happen to this younger generation who
0: are getting their dopamine receptors all fucked up based on the fucking phones they have in their pockets? Think, especially it's all attention-based stuff. I, where, do think, I, where do I go based where most that That's way
1: line? too new of a problem to have a concern with because that's a species-wide problem. That's not an individual. But problem. no, I, mean, I see that, and it's way too new. But do I do see that awakening things I, because okay, remember my thing is that. I stood with someone that
0: argued against your wrath there saying, I am totally fine being myself without alcohol. My problem is that I like being around people and when I'm around people, I enjoy a little alcohol to be there. I can be around people without alcohol, but it makes it so much better when I am. Do you
2: think you're do you think you're an alcoholic or not?
0: I have been told by somebody the fact that I have the concerns <laughs> that someone that works in clinical services that, you know, basically told me that the fact that I have the concerns I do at best makes me mild.
2: Yeah. I'm a if period. if you if I feel like I'm a pretty good
0: judge of character judge of yeah
2: you you have a drinking problem yes i think that you need to seriously think about slowing down and or quitting i'm not you're not quite to my level which there's no need for you to go any further Oh um, I've already wow.
0: been further, that's the problem. That's, well, I don't I mean, know about
2: further than me. But, well
0: no, I mean I'm saying right. I'm
2: saying I <laughs> I mean if you've got three been, DUIs... Put, the, three
0: dicks away, things, put the dicks away, boys. Put the dicks away. I've been I've right, been, right. I've been further than I along than I was before. Like yeah. I would say if you met me somewhere circa ages between twenty five and thirty, yeah, you would be fucking dragging me to the AA meeting probably, so <laughs>
1: The point of the story well,
0: the, it, the thing is, that I was using it as a coping mechanism and as we discussed yeah. one of the big central piece, themes of the show is that coping is not healing.
1: Um, well, I I would agree with that but I don't think that that's a big conversation. Yeah, I, don't I think don't if I'm equipped point. to answer that in two sentences um, but it's better to cope than do nothing and coping is a step to healing. Um, so if you can cope in a healthy way, you can give yourself the ability to start healing. But if you don't do something, you're just gonna die. Well as Jason said, we get the as as the guys is that we can't be I can't sit here and
0: go, James, Jason, and fucking start pouring my eyes out. I can in front of you guys because you know you guys are comfortable understanding people,
1: but Well, don't be a bitch. Could've... You can talk about your feelings without like I tell my son that all the time because you have to be able to recognize your feelings and disassociate with them. Which is why I do I have to tell my son who gets pissed off because his brother's getting what he wants and he wants to go punch him because he took a toy from him like no dude stop it's okay to be pissed but that shit is fucking wrong that's what you're gonna get in trouble for stop bad choice you're a good kid bad choice right and so you got to do the same thing you got to recognize that just because you feel sad doesn't mean that you have to whine about it you can do that in private i don't cry to anybody about my problems that's my shit. Well, no. That's, but I will talk to a lot of people about it. And sometimes in talking, tears do come, right? Because they ask questions that make me feel a certain type of way. And I'm not hiding from that. But I'm not approaching it thinking that the conversation is like that. I'm just saying, hey, here's a problem I've got. Like, say some shit that I haven't thought of because I can't figure it out.
0: So here's the thing I usually go on with my indicator of what you can tell you're going down a problem road. If I can tell fewer and fewer people about what I'm doing, if like, okay, like, you know, you go on a wonderful date and you, and you hook up with a beautiful girl and you're, exactly. you're, you're, you're telling everybody about that mm-hmm. but then if you, you know if something you know as it progresses along you know like okay then maybe you don't want to tell people as much that's about what's going, going on. on like oh yeah no everything's great everything's great no no, no everything's great but I mean, it's not great you know it's kind of like, okay if I tell you, "Hey guys guess what? drink 12 okay. drinks a day." That's you know, like okay that's maybe not the best thing to do but I feel comfortable saying that. But then if it goes like, hey man, like when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is I crack a white claw. You know, I'm probably gonna have. <laughs> probably all
2: that a secret.
0: Half the people I tell are probably gonna be like, yeah, dude, that's probably people are like, ah, or go a little bit. That's and why I think then, then I, mean
2: Catholics got it right. Confession's a really good idea. They are. That's it's okay. a real solid idea. <laughs> Which <laughs> like, is okay. Like, like hide <laughs> like, in a corner. You can just well, say
0: it. I was like okay you know go like you through like you know the natural drug hierarchy kind of like that. You have, you have an underage drink, you tell everybody. You smoke some pot in high school, you tell a few less people. Shit, if you fucking even, even mentioned that you were in the same room as Coke in high school, you were fucking outcasted and stuff like that. You know, things like, okay, like, those are probably bad things to do because I can't tell more and more people about doing this. So that's kind of like almost thinking, are you doing something you wouldn't tell your grandmother about?
1: You know, like, Yeah, that's a, that's a big, long way to say something that all of us innately know, right? Um, basically, don't do anything that you have to hide. If you've got to hide it for any reason, it's fucking wrong. Right. Period. If you don't want me um, to tell your mom, it's wrong. Tell
0: that to all the gays up until about five years ago. <laughs> that's that's. I just I just
1: spit your logic back at you. No, uh, I do what you got to do, man. What well, I'm saying is, okay. Well, most people lived that.
0: through a lot of life uh, not wanting well, to tell people that they were doing what they were doing, so they thought there's some. If by, by now, your by your issue, logic, by your the logic, the issue
1: was that they were afraid of it. Right? Don't be afraid to tell them. There's nothing wrong with it. Right so that's a different thing like you're doing things that are wrong so you don't want to tell people about it because right and now you're introducing something where somebody could judge you but that's because they're a bigot not because it's actually wrong right so now you're you're crossing two different lines no, like perce- stay on topic rather than trying to defend perception, yourself perception perception shut up we're we're staying on topic don't and try and blur to- the lines I was going to talking topic. about things that are actually wrong and I was not sta- things and I was gonna that gonna people want topic. to perceive as you wrong. go ahead Anyway, the science behind talking because transparency is important. Let's, that was, that was a long talk for nothing. Um, the confessionals and the whole reason to talk about stuff is because when it exists in the part of your mind that um, is just like the boogeyman stage, that's because you've never talked about it. As you talk about it, even just saying the words transfers it to a different part of your brain where, and, that, and that's where your consciousness resides, right? So now it's something that is known versus something that's unknown, right? Like I still get freaked out if there's a door that's cracked open and a shadow flies. Really? I, I look at it. I will go open the door, just make sure something's moving in there. Oh, I, if I walk um, to do a dark room, I run towards the light, do the light switch. Yeah, so that's just an instinctual that's part of your brain. We weren't trained in um, the Marines or anything, you know? Exactly. Um, <laughs> we weren't trained to overcome those natural yeah. tendencies. I never um, had a big
2: fear mechanism.
1: But you talk about it, and it moves it to the known parts, right? And it just makes it less scary, automatically, just because you talked about it, which is why confessionals are important, which is why talking is important, but crying isn't. No, but I,
2: I, I think, though, back to what are, back to, I do think that guys really don't have the support system that females do or we, if we have problems, we can't. I mean, don't get me wrong; they've got their negative problems too. But, but, but <laughs> <Just> guys, <some. laughs> but guys, but guys, by and large, if you discuss your problems, it's 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 almost as if guys don't view it the right way. We view it as emasculating by admitting you have something wrong, whereas guys really need to view it as okay to be like, I have a problem. I get what you're saying, where it's you're telling people I have a problem. You don't get to blubber to them, mm-hmm. but you get to it, you do get to you should be able to more freely discuss your problems I agree with that 110% and, and actually I don't you know this but like even things like you know uh, you know Joe Rogan taking testosterone and talking yeah. about taking testosterone how many guys probably took testosterone because of him who well, were a, who, yeah probably a yeah. lot because he probably admitted it was okay sales. to do it yep. and all of a sudden he went I'm doing it
1: well but the problem
0: is I feel like oh, never mind That's. I thing. always love the response to that Dick DePaul saw with Nick over that he's like he's like He's like, yeah, but isn't that stuff
1: bad for you? He's like, it's not as bad as aging. <laughs> you know, it's the exact answer. Like, it's the exact answer. Like well, but an the answer. Bro- So you went there. I'm going to say I think it's going to speed up the aging process when you stop. So you're now just creating a physical addiction for yourself. Because the body's going to rebel because it's no longer producing it. Because, hey, well, here it uh, is. I'm uh, going to produce but, estrogen to
2: offset it. But I do think you are looking... It it it, it really comes down to the time you take it. Does it? If... You're not know. producing it mm-hmm. as a just a general thing. Mm-hmm. Like as you get older you stop producing it. If you add it to your system at the age of fifty or when your testosterone's zero, mm-hmm. then the side effects aren't gonna be that great. Fair Whereas enough. if you take it it makes sense. If you know, like I, when I got mine as far tested the production. When I got mm-hmm. mine tested it was seven twenty. So, so as a forty as a forty three year old man, that's very high. No, seriously, it is. And well, it is. that's what happens
1: when you stop drinking, you yes, eat well, yeah, exactly. you exercise. So
2: for me to take it... Oh, it would he be ate dumb.
1: fucking a pretzel for an appetizer, okay? Well, he
2: was neat. i need, no, around. But, but for me to take it, it would do exactly that. It would create a horrible yeah.
1: imbalance. Well, so then the question well, is, how many of those people that took it do you yeah, think exactly. are in a position so. where it would cause that imbalance? And they will offer it real easy. Exactly. Things. They will. The problem is, and I actually think this is the issue with any business, is if you want to buy it, they want to sell it to yeah, you. Yeah, You truly need to find that give and take relationship that's needed.
0: So I guess maybe where I go like deeper with things is like like how would you respond to this one, Jason? Is that when I go and like I try to blow off some steam with the workouts, I'm actually more I feel like I've just strengthened my anger. Like I feel right. like that I like I unless I like literally like am to the gills or something like that, but like. I had a day. I was very angry the other day, and I went for a three mile run. I did two hundred push ups, and like afterwards, I just felt stronger about my my, my negative energy. I just was like, really? Yeah. <laughs> so how do you respond to that one?
2: I that one you may need to talk to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 I
0: felt like I was striking the demon, like almost. And a that's little bit.
1: because you believe in the injustices that you see. <laughs> right, the things that are pissing you off, you actually believe. But like like a- that's not believing in the higher power, because believing in a higher power and thinking something beyond. Yeah, you I means you can accept. I,
2: I got no answer for that one, because to me, when I get a little squirrely you know, and, and I, you know, I think anybody, you know, one of the things that, you know, alcohol did the, the removal of alcohol is it was tough for me to relax, and so. Out working out make, makes me relax because I work out hard enough where at the end of that I'm like, all right, I'm good. Let me sit and play video games now.
0: I don't know for me it's just kind of like it's almost like giving me a taste of adrenaline because for you don't me like video
2: games me oh yeah I do Dumb.
0: For me to push through for me like for me to push through that, I activate a part of my body that like becomes an adrenaline part and adrenaline is actually really one of my biggest addictions whatsoever, which is where the gambling comes in I kind of guess is this, go, is
2: this an excuse to be fat? <laughs> That's all I'm asking.
0: It's not an excuse to be fat, old—not even old age. Is that I would say that the fact that I sit at a desk when I should be walking around all day is really my. Uh, I've been told recently I need to start running.
2: I, I I don't know that that now is that that happens every time you work out or is it this one particular instance?
0: It happens on some occasions if I use if I use negative energy to try and create positive energy in the well, in, a, in the form of motion. It just strengthens my and negative. Well, you
2: were working out in a period of negative energy. You know, you gotta, you gotta like, be happy.
0: Well, I'm happy while I'm working. Like optimism, out,
2: optimism and negativity. That you know, opti- uh, negativity is one of the bigger drugs, and one. Of, I would love to see research on people who surround themselves with negative people, but uh, but positive people. Uh, you know, if you think positive, generally you're. Well, I mean, you, you have to, I, I'm all about
0: positive thinking, but sometimes it's that I'm very analytical and critical is that sometimes you have to criticize positive thoughts because they may not be good. They, they come from a good place, but they might be horrible ideas, okay? like I
2: don't know, like my, my view of positive thinking necessarily isn't always there's a unicorn and a rainbow. It's that there's a problem that I can fix. And that's how I look at positive thinking. I don't look at it as the sun's, you know, the sun's going to, I'm going to shoot, you know, rainbows out of my ass and walk around, fucking, you know, with puppy dogs and pink elephants. I think, all right, so what's my problem? Let me get around it. And that to to me is positive thinking Mm -hmm. and optimism.
0: So, okay, so with the positive thinking thing is that's, okay, like, Positive thing is that there is a better way and stuff like that. But whereas I, I become conceived as negative thinking is when I think that when somebody offers up their better idea, I don't think it's the best idea. And that always gets taken as being negative where I look at it as being constructive. Because so many times I see things happen where it's going, hey, this is wrong. I've got a good idea. You and think, that becomes think? positive thinking. Then other people just go behind it and go, yeah, that's a great idea. And they just further expand upon a bad idea. Do
2: you think you have an ego problem?
0: Probably a little bit. Okay. Slightly.
2: Yeah. It's I mean, about say, the say goal. Say what you just said out loud and yeah. Think about that.
1: Or maybe when you I wasn't, saying, the,
0: I wasn't saying just me and John. i was saying the grand we, the grand I. I,
1: I, like, I know, you know but, like, but it does, I mean, you
2: know.
1: So when I say it, I'll say it this way. <laughs> I hate to be wrong. I fucking hate it. So I will be absolutely immediately quick to acknowledge the fact that I am. Because I'll do it once. Because then I don't have to do it twice right? And whenever we're talking about plans, it's about the goal. I don't care. Like we've got a goal. It's like he said, this is what we're looking at. How do we make this happen? I don't care whose idea it is, right? Whichever idea is the best. And so you can be constructive, but you're looking at it as a competition to whose idea gets there, right? When you view it differently and you're focused on the goal rather than whose idea got you there because you have an ego problem. And I'm only thinking about it like this because he said it. Um, yeah, you can didn't combine say, ideas. He, he did not say that somebody came
2: up with an idea. I've got, you know, the, no, idea. I've got the. way no, I, I, know, I, know. I didn't say. I, know. I didn't. I know. I didn't Mother, no, no. Bugger. This is
0: the whole thing. I'm not That's saying I have him. the he idea. Is yeah. I'm not. Is I'm not saying. Is I'm not saying you don't have the good idea. As I'm saying, like, hey, you need to convince me on this angle that it's a good idea because I need to ask you a couple questions. And if you can't answer those questions, then it's probably not a good idea. So I think about this all the time. I think about this all the time in business because Mm -hmm. 80% of ideas fail which Mm -hmm. we're about 80%. So I once was proposed by somebody about a business idea and I asked him a couple questions and he's like, why are you being such a curmudgeon about this and going, because I'm asking when I'm going to get my money
1: back. That's what I'm asking. And it became, I was being negative by asking some questions that were questions you did not want to answer. So here's all I'm going to say. And this is a fact and you use this information um, as you want. When you're trying to guide somebody and play devil's advocate, and you think I'm smarter than you, you haven't thought about this, and you think, oh, if he takes this stuff into consideration, he'll probably be much more successful. Guess what? He's gonna like this conversation, no matter what you say. If this is in your head, he's gonna say you're a fucking curmudgeon. Get the fuck out of here, because you think you're better than him. No matter what words you said, it's gonna come across. Because ninety three percent is nonverbal only 7% is the words you use when right so if that's the idea in your head he knows
0: in this particular instance I'm talking about I asked him, "When can I expect you to turn a profit?" And he was like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "Well, yeah. is it because you thought it was a bad idea like what no, were I you just, thinking
1: in your head?" My point is I want to know your internal state, not what you said.
0: I was wondering when Come I would get my I was wondering you when, when I get my money back. A productive I mean again like we're talking... Okay, in business, there are no feelings towards people. It's whether it's a good idea or a bad idea. If you told me, hey, listen, I just hooked up a batch of crack and I'm going to sell it. But and I need $500. Can feelings, you give it to me? Are. I already. I
2: mean, there's feelings.
0: But there like, I mean, are. there can be. But when somebody, you know, has a idea that is full of holes
1: and you just start off with a very simple question of when can so I So you just it? indicated to me the, the inner thing that I'm trying to get at. I told you, I don't give a fuck about the words. Let me know your inner state. You just said that there were a bunch of holes, which means you had zero faith in him when you were asking him these questions. You did not give him trust. You did not give him the benefit of the doubt. You did not believe he was gonna give you these answers, which means you asked questions with the intention of putting him in a corner to know that he couldn't pay you, which means your questions were cornering him to make him not wanna
0: answer you. Cool, and well, guess what? Everybody that's ever produced anything in Hollywood is probably done with the same thing, not as actually a business idea, but- I agree.
1: My only point is if you wanted to have a productive conversation, and this was just an example, Shift what your thoughts toward that person are, and the right questions will come about of it, and the right body language and stuff will. And,
2: and sometimes mm-hmm. I mean that seems to be an you know that that's a subject where if somebody's asking you for money. It's a bad idea. Correct. You go, that's a not, bad they, example, asked, they were, but they you, were you asking didn't get the you yeah, I, It wasn't asked it
1: wasn't ask me for money. It was do you want in on this? It the, was so not, Jason's point is let's not focus on the details, but the abstraction is the the. Mm, the way that you're viewing that person that you're having the conversation with is gonna make them um, receptive or resistant to the things you're saying.
0: But again, I guess I would say that with business, things are a little bit different when in that regards, where again, you do need to have raised doubts because again, there's such a pattern of failure in that regards, you need to start pointing out the possible but, failures. But that's just me. That's just, skepticism. me, that's just me, that's just
1: There's skepticism and trying to see, is this gonna be the person that proves me wrong? is this going to be the one here's and you're asking those questions and you're trying to find out, is this going to be the one that succeeds? And that's what you're saying in your head as you're asking questions or here's another fucking failure. Let's see how quick I can get them out of here. No one, right? So there's a difference in how it's going to unfold when you've got those mental patterns going on. And if you don't want to recognize that, that's fine and we can move on, but that's a fact and you're focusing on the variables and the details of it, which are pretty irrelevant. I always forget every, I, I... they are used to justify what happens automatically. Right. It's a there's a book you'd probably benefit from reading. It's called Thinking, Fast and Slow. Right. And our emotional states are the fast ones. They come first. All the rational shit is used to justify what comes to us emotionally. Right. So everything you're talking about just justifies what you feel. I'm trying to talk about what you feel. You haven't talked about that at
0: all. Um, well again when it comes to the sense of business, I don't feel I see numbers. You and have to feel. No, well, you live not feel. No, you in business. You don't you don't
2: feel like you go that I mean, you have to. In, in business,
0: I feel write it down on a piece of paper, show me the numbers and tell me how it's profitable. That's what I feel in business. I'm sorry. Maybe that was maybe that's the maybe that's the abuse maybe of Maybe that's why education. you and I have same job. Maybe that's why I you never, are in the position we're
2: in. I think in the numbers too, but that doesn't mean that
0: there's um, got to be emotion. Just, yeah, there's to gonna
2: me. be emotion. Tired. But
0: anytime, time that there's, a time, I can't,
2: hey. I can't tell you a time where I've okay. thought of something devoid of emotion.
1: Watch all so those guys. Okay, question. I'm sorry. How do you so feel um, about your job.
2: Oh, I love it. I feel like my job.
1: Beautiful. I love my job too. I love. But my if job somebody, too. if so, if somebody came along and offered me another job for ten grand more, sure, probably wouldn't take it.
2: Yeah. Right. Probably but wouldn't. But from take a number
1: you. sense, if somebody come along and wanted to double my salary. I'd probably take that, yeah, I'd be right? So down. emotions definitely play a part in it um, as, as well as the rational numbers, right? And I mean- So look, you're telling me- And if you, are you are
2: talking about a very particular example too. I mean, you are yeah. talking I was about- learning,
1: I That was the one. I, I what was, I'm
2: saying is, is I don't know if the guy was going, hey man, I got a good Fruit Loop.
0: <laughs> no, I was just, hey, I'm looking to do this. Does anyone want to go in with me? I think this might work. And then I was like, okay, well, like, you know, more or less is that like- your lack of planning that is going on. Guess what? I hey, hey guess what? Okay, so you wanna know what I'm gonna go with? All those fucking guys that take people's life dreams on Shark Tank and fucking crush them? Guess what? Maybe
1: uh, I meant to sit in that one chair. Well, but they're looking for the but one that they you're, can you're, make money on. That's my point. Yeah. They're bringing those people on there. These four people who don't have to waste any fucking time with these scumbag, you know, wannabes like us that had an idea. No, but these people took some initiative. They made something happen and they're like, one of these could hit it big. Let's see if we can get a piece of this because they're going to make some money regardless. Let's see if we can make it easy for them and get a piece of it. So yes, they're being critical, but their mindset is, I want to find the one that's going to do it. Not, they're all fucking losers. Let me just poke the holes in their story, right? And, and again, Jason's point, really shitty example. So don't focus on the details. Take the abstraction of the way that you're looking at it is going to affect it. I had a really shitty example growing up in more than it was, I felt like, but that's just, you know, the way I, I just... It. thought it was a, a beautiful moment to take a powerful point and it turned into some confrontation where I've been talking about something completely different than you have, so... No, I mean, I, I get what productive you... Productive has been... I point.
0: get what you're going on but you were speaking to a particular example when you are speaking in a broader sense and I was just bringing a particular example. That's really kind of the way I felt about it. Um, hey, man, we're all good. I'm ready to move on to the next conversation. Okay, you so... Are at some point in time we did want to go on with this one is that so okay the gamblers you know the yeah, thing as we talk about maybe this is where a lot of my rejection to make goes to another point is that if somebody tells me that I'm going to place my money down on a certain bet and I ask them why and I'm able to answer every reason why they're going to make a shitty bet very quickly yeah that's usually where I start maybe doing that exact self-perpetuating thing that we just talked about right there where I go down it now you had said that you're a good gambler. Blackjack, no, we could be good at for the life. Yeah, it's, no, just, agree. it's just Agreed, I've yeah. had some yeah, hate it when
2: People say, "Oh, I'm up on blackjack but, for my lifetime." No, you're fucking mad.
0: I literally I I had one heater for the ages that maybe has slightly got me down. Like that's about the you know, that's about the best thing to say. But as I go on, like I I play blackjack the other day. I don't sit on a blackjack table ever thinking what I bought in for is going to ever leave in my pocket. No, I the, uh, I sit there where it's okay, no, sit and, and down with two or three hundred dollars. The, the reason
2: why I describe myself as a su- successful gambler and I'll argue with anybody is that I I like going to Vegas. And what I when I go to Vegas, this is exactly what I do. I leave my debit card at home. I leave I would bring a credit card, you know, because I don't I For I'm incidentals. Sure, I'm sure I could do a cash withdrawal, but I don't know how. And I'll bring cash in my pocket and That's what I'm spending, and I am spending every penny that I bring to Las Vegas. I will not come home with money. And that's how I view, because to me, the gambling of playing cards, cards is the entertainment am you know, inter. I'm entertained by sitting down and playing poker for four hours. That's a lot of fun for
0: me. Especially in Vegas where it's like yeah, I'm going to sit with a guy from fucking Oregon, a guy from yeah, Wyoming, a guy just, from here. Yeah, it's, like, it's like, hey. The
2: hell. I mean, Shoot especially, the
0: well, poker's a little different because you're playing against these people. So it's kind of yeah, like. Yeah, but it's still a but like The blackjack table, again, Like honestly, I've had some of the most fun of my yes. life losing $300 at yeah. a blackjack table. Cause maybe I was there for two and a half hours. Because yeah. I would say, unless you get that stone cold shoe and the shitty blackjack dealer. Your experience at that table is gonna be, hey, you know, like you're the single serving friend I have today to make the the breakfast. But it's like I got a smoke in one hand, a drink in another. I got twenty five dollars in this hand. Fucking paint it red, bitch. You yeah, know? Like, yeah. Fucking, just,
2: Good luck on your
0: race. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's go, let's get you know, root. You know, like the whole that experience. You know, you can have some of the best hours, but like again, like the the rush you get out of that again. Like oh, so people, was... people, people jump out of a plane to get the same feeling, and they that's over within what twenty minutes, you know, twenty seconds, like. <laughs>
2: You did, we did bring What was the most you ever won at a and casino? As,
0: and as I told you, this was an argument that me and James had one time for James, I'll do a cup of that too if you're
1: offering. You better off doing math.
0: Better <laughs> off doing meth than James, yeah. James's coffee last time I drank and I was convinced he spiked it with Ritalin or something because I've had some really, really bad nights in my 20s where I felt more certain about my, 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 my future than I did after drinking a cup of James's coffee. But uh, the most i ever won, I couldn't tell you the amounts. I could tell you, and I was thinking about this on the car ride over, I could tell you the two <laughs> of my favorite sporting events ever. I mean, I know... Jason asked
1: great questions. I love it.
0: My best actual like session, if you want to call March Madness the entirety of the session, was the year that Duke lost to Butler, the Gordon Hayward missed shots. Oh, yeah. I remember actually having $770 on Duke laying like seven points in that game and losing... And my only response is going, well, I guess I'm not buying a bigger, I guess I have to buy a smaller TV. That was my exact response at the time.
1: Hey, but the it, question that sparked that story?
0: Um, we were hanging out and sports were out at a bar and me and Jason connected originally. I was on the verge of not- Oh, the time.
1: question is, how mu- what's the most you've ever made at a casino?
0: Most of yeah. a casino? Oh, we had the time at Turning Stone and I don't know the final t- tally of this one, but we got a table shut down at Turning Stone. It was seven of us sitting there Drunk as shit, basically just playing for the guy next to you. If somebody had a $200 handout, guess what? We're taking hits to make sure that guy wins his $200 <laughs> hand. I had to be sitting in the anchor seat where I was just constantly looking at a table full of cards and it was like, shit, I've just seen like 10 straight not and 10s. Probably got a 10 coming here, don't you think? Like, you know, that was literally the logic we were using. They shut our table down and pick us up. I ended up turning, this was at a time in my life when I actually really needed the money too. I turned in like a uh, $200 buy-in to where I remember being at Emerald's at, at, at Turning Stone, reaching into my jacket pocket and finding another like $200 and I'm like, oh cool, I got this too. Like it was like, at one point we had like over 10 grand on the table and I think we bought in for about maybe seven to 800 combined.
1: That's so how much did you make? I was at least in the 1500 range. All right. All right. Um, and then his next question was, is it vague? Yeah. <laughs> and I think his point here and the correlation he's trying to make is that's indicative of a problem. The,
0: well, that's uh, another coping mechanism. The sport... I mean, well, I mean, you asked a session. I didn't know what you meant by no, session. Because no. I also thought that maybe I had a sports betting session. That's no, why the, I said... The, s-
2: the most I ever made it... I made... I finished second in a uh, $200 buy-in at Caesars. And okay. it was a... Uh, I think it was an hour and a half rebuy, And I ended up walking out with... I think it was 3700 And then I immediately went into... Uh, another turn. I was two fifty buy in, and I finished ninth. And my, you talked about remembering good and bad. Yeah. Beats. I can. T- this was. The, this, I. I almost. I think I quit playing poker for a long time because of this. I had. I was chip leader with nine people left the final table, and I was a dominant chip leader. Hmm. And, the second stack, the second place. He's the there. fucking
0: one guy you yeah. can't fuck with.
2: Yep. Yeah. So I was on the button. Uh, I had pocket aces. I raised. Uh, the guy was in first position. Like the second, the second. No, he's in the second position, but he was the second chip leader. He moved all in. Uh, now all of a sudden, fold all the way around. Obviously, I call. He had pocket kings. He had a king on the flop. But the thing is, is that he didn't make a mistake, though. You had pocket kings. Nobody made a mistake. That's yeah. the worst part about poker. Yeah. But so. If
0: you fold that, I'd be punching so, you in the face right now for telling me you folded aces. It, so, so, like, <laughs> so
2: now, the very next hand. Oh gosh. Now <laughs> i now I'm in, more. now I'm in small blind. The same guy makes a big bet.
0: Were you drinking at this point or no? Oh, I was, so-
2: yeah, I was hammered. Oh god, I
0: would hope so. If I would, that, I would, that, have, would, that would relapse me if I was. in the-
2: I <laughs> had pocket queens. Oh god. <laughs> Comes to me, I'm I'm now second blind. He made a big bet. I move all in, because there was enough on the table to justify it.
0: He oh, looked, to justify it, I love that one. He looked at <laughs> me. He well, looked. He's playing by rules. He looked yeah, at no. me.
2: He looked at me with a straight face and said, "Bro, I'm really sorry." Roll over aces. <laughs> so I went back to back out, back to back out with, and bo- and the, the same guy and the, the guy, the what made it mildly okay is the guy actually got there. Was, he did not celebrate at all. He like quietly got up, shook my hand, and was like, mm. "That was bad, dude. I'm sorry." Um, and he knew, yeah, he knew that he mm. had he had. Outdrew me, and then he also knew that realistically, neither one of us did anything wrong. No, I, to that I mean, that's do
0: anything yeah. wrong. But this maybe makes my analogy that I had much worse. Is that basically he stole your kid and then raised him to be old enough to beat the shit out of you? That yeah, is the way exactly. I look at, exactly. at those hands. Like um,
2: <laughs> he did eventually. <laughs> so much. He did eventually win. He did eventually win. But that day on that one, I ended up winning. I think it was five hundred. So that day total. I think I ended up making around because I had also got on a little heater playing craps. I think I made just short of five grand.
0: I think that the the only thing that reminded me of this is the one of the most. All that. This Oh is, No, I didn't
2: lose anything because it was a tournament. Oh, I got you.
0: If you've never seen this hand before, it's the one that really makes me just like I have. I have to itch myself just thinking about it. It's like things just crawling at my skin the big tournament, they're at the final table of some tournament, and both guys turn over pocket aces and one of them runs a flush. Oh, I think
2: I've seen that.
0: It's the, like literally the guy is like, literally like uh, he's not even, ha- he's crying, like with the, he's crying with him almost at that yeah. point. It's like with the pain you're going through. So we talked about like the golf tournament thing. You mentioned 70 by Asteris, you know, the 18 yeah, yeah. holes, never ever hitting a fairway or green regulation. Like to have the nerves to keep that together for as long as possible is it's just, um, and when you get to that point, like that's why people don't understand when a golfer wins a tournament why they start crying? It's like because you don't know, like you are hitting two hundred and eighty shots about you know in a yeah. round, and you're gonna have two or three of them that are enough to derail that into three hundred shots. Yeah, yeah. If you take it the wrong way, and you have to hold that together the entire time, and like, I mean, again,
2: you just see some them. people are grinders in golf. Some people can hold it together, and other people are other people are just. Blown. But
0: look at look at John Van the the biggest. You know exactly yeah, what I'm talking I, about. Oh yeah, seventy one holes of fucking they've Brilliant already got they've already got your name etched on the claret jug you just need to make a double bogey yeah. i think is all you need no, to you do just need a double. and it's like well why and then the whole thing is well why would i not hit a driver and he
2: made well yeah and he hit a driver and he got away with the driver you know he, he, he just barely got away yeah, with but the driver. He got away with it just barely you know, but that's but
0: the whole thing is that like okay but even
2: then see that's where even then he why didn't he change to like
0: okay because this is the approach that uh, got no, me here for seventy one yeah, holes, yeah, and no, this is he's the, a
2: French, he's a French asshole, <laughs> arrogant French asshole.
0: But uh, I mean, I'll just say like we again like that's like gambling gambling to me when you're doing that and with the sports thing. That's where I feel like God sometimes when I have when I put eight. No, I'm serious. When I've had games, the biggest, one of the best money making games of my entire life was when Alabama played Notre Dame in the national title game. Oh, my game. God. That,
2: yeah, we well, was a lot of easy money. And it. I
0: literally was betting Alabama minus 21 and a half at, like, 4 to 1 odds and yeah. betting that the way I would normally bet most games at fucking, you know, at even money. And I was like, there is no chance. I'm going, you mean to tell me I got an NFL offensive line? Everybody here is drafting the first round against one guy who's a middle linebacker who doesn't even know if his girlfriend's alive or dead or not. Like, yeah. and well, it was that, like,
2: that was one of the sucker bets of all time. <laughs> it's <laughs> honestly, like, similar to the Floyd Mayweather uh, you know, Pacquiao or McGregor, either one of them. Yeah, I mean, the idea... Pacquiao was done at that point, but but yeah. but at least he had the the physical skills to do it. Whereas Conor McGregor, you could have done that a million times, so you'd have lost a million times.
0: The other game that I had that I just felt this way that strongly about it might have been the biggest profit game. And I don't know the numbers, but I want to say it got into maybe like you know like I don't bet big, I just win consistently type big was the Seahawks Broncos Super Bowl?
2: Oh my god, that was an
0: I was just like, I'm like, I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, this is just not gonna be Peyton Manning in fucking no- in New York in the middle of fucking January, like or February. Like this is gonna be the opening. It was over. With, it was almost like Tyson Sphinx where it was over in the stare down. It was over at the opening hike when the ball got snapped over his head. It's like this game. There's no chance yeah. whatsoever. Well, Peyton
2: Manning was one of the best bets in a big game. I mean, he Against. was terrible. He was terrible. And
0: this is, I love this coming full circle, because this is, I thought that I was being, like, you were, like, a, a plant or something like that, where I sat down next to you with the, at the, when we get to our job, and uh, you're the person I sat next to, because I was told, oh, he's a golfer. Yeah. And then you initially started talking to me about Andrew Luck being overrated, Peyton Manning overrating. I'm like, wait a second, like, I've never met somebody like this before. Like, how is this possible <laughs> that, you know, like, and everyone's like going, look at them. Like, they're like, they're like brothers, like, long lost. Like,
2: <laughs> well, yeah, Peyton Manning was... Uh, the best, a great regular season quarterback. Because he
1: was smart and he didn't take emotions into consideration.
0: No, actually, I would say that was the exact opposite. He was an asshole, and that's probably why he didn't get to the next level. Because ever, nothing was ever his fault.
1: Yeah, he was. That's my point. He didn't take emotions into consideration. No, no. He thought he could calculate all the variables, and you can only. Do but that then he would bitch out season. his
0: players for when, when, when things didn't go right.
1: You know who I, uh, I know. Andrew Luck though. Uh,
2: honestly that's though, my point. I think Andrew Luck actually had the potential more potential than we give him credit for is that I, I can't believe he's alive I mean I watched some of those games where I remember he was playing against the Packers and he let, he, he got he came back from 21 to 3 to win the game mm. and I started to feel bad for him because he was getting the absolute shit kicked out of him I mean he was getting rocked every time he dropped back he was just getting rocked 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 um he took a punishment. Early on in his career that I think had a lot more damage on him than than he'll admit.
0: Well, I mean, it definitely was a thing. Because he was a
2: smart enough guy to go, you know what, I'm going to (laughs) die if I don't get rid of this football somewhere.
0: But there's something to be said, though, about, and this was a thing that came up a little bit with uh, Chris Sims when he was in the league. Is that people always said, "Oh, like you know, nobody that was ever born with a silver spoon in their mouth is ever going to be able to handle this type of stuff." Yeah. Because they Phil Sims was the fucking tough guy who grinded his way up, so Chris Sims became the guy, and then they say, "Oh, by the way, Chris Sims played a game with fucking a, a ruptured spleen," you know, like, and it's like, okay, but that didn't make me better quarterback yeah. necessarily, but it's like. I will, f- most likely, if you give me the option to the guy who had to fight and claw for every fucking thing he ever got versus the guy who got it handed to him, I'm going to take the guy who had to fight for it.
2: Well, and, sure, but I'm just saying, though, that Luck no. did take, what uh, my point is, is that... No, I, he did take it. Luck a, took an unbelievable amount of punishment early on. What's up? I said, I have an hour. An hour of what?
0: Oh, to get that to a fucking Jesus Christ. Um, well, we can wrap this up in a second, um, but... uh no, I, I mean, he definitely took some hits, but it's part of, okay, like, you know, like one of the things that would make, you know, they would refer to him so smart is, well, maybe then don't take those hits, you know, because... No,
2: I mean, that's there's a lot the, of it, but, I, I mean, you get what I'm saying, though. Yeah. Is that he took a lot of punishment. He may have been overrated, and he may not have ha- been... been and so, yeah,
0: overrated does not necessarily have to mean that he was a bad player. Agreed, agreed. It's just that, like, you can be, like, again, like, even, like, with Brett Favre, your boy yeah. there is like that. Do I think he's overrated? Yes. Do I think he's a top ten quarterback? Yes. He's just not a well, top five quarterback. It's like where I say he's overrated in some regards. That. Like one of the
2: things I think that it's I've always I always wish everybody would say out loud is the worst player in the of any of the four major sports. Oh yeah. Is better at what they do than I'll ever be at anything. Hmm. Do you remember? No, you know, like, no, like, yeah, serious, no my like,
0: favorite ever was Brian like, Scalabrini. As a joke. Yeah, as no, a joke. No, Brian Scalabrini was my favorite when he yeah. flat out, because he was the guy, they they referred to as the human victory cigar, big ginger guy yeah. on the freaking Celtics. And if he got in, like I remember showing a girlfriend of mine a Brian Scalabrini highlight clip and go like, isn't this guy amazing? Because they edited his highlights where he had enough plays of his sizzle reel that you'd be like, yeah, this guy was pretty good, wasn't yeah. he? If he got into a game, that means when he knew the game was at least a twenty-point basketball sure. game, one way or the other. And he flat out, he would get clowned on. He said, "Listen, he's like unless you've ever played in the NBA, I'll play you one on one, and once I score, you're never gonna get the ball back." Is his exact challenge. And he actually had people take him up on it, and he fucking beat every single buddy eleven to nothing. Like
1: no, no, it's, it's just a different level. No, yeah, it's it's. You should look at the Prado distribution. Like, no, it's. When
2: people talk, I mean, like, you know, I've played with guys who before, you know, when I, when I was really good at golf, you know, people talking about the, di- you know, I've, I've shot under par many a time. You Know that's not a big deal. I've shot even par. yeah.
0: No, no big deal, no, nothing. You nobody know, in my family's ever done it or anything. You know, different.
2: Did you say nobody in my family has ever done it? I don't
0: the, think there's a lot of people's families were shot yeah, I would par. Say it's
2: like 99% of the population. Oh, wow. I'm better than 99.8% of the but population. But unfortunately, the point it's one that's better than him, you can do when you take out the vices. But the difference between me and a professional golfer. Is bigger than the difference between me and you, who's a ninety to hundred. Oh, the difference
1: between you and him is like this. Yeah, yeah. compared yeah. to a professional golfer. Those that, guys, there's a whole different sigma for guys that are better than him. Yeah, like, yeah. no, that's that's. I
2: played. That's
1: I, raw, natural, born,
2: and then home. I played against a kid who is uh, who was the number one. He he event, He was a top tier. He was a five star recruit to go to Arkansas for the golf team. Uh, he had won basically all the upstate New York. Uh, junior titles and everything and he'll be a professional golfer I What's no
0: so what was his name again? Sessions. Okay. No, no Uh
2: he the uh, I was I was a one handicap and he was a, I mean he I don't even think he had a handicap. He beat me by I shot even par the round of golf and he beat me by nine strokes. See, so you're
1: feeling good. No, I mean, like, well, because you're watching it the whole time.
2: He he shot a a 63. Yeah. And I shot a 72, and he beat me by nine strokes. Yeah. Like, I gave him, I think we, it was me and another top golfer versus him and his father. His father's not any good. Mm -hmm. And me and the top golfer, we both shot a combined six under, and he still beat us by himself. And yeah. it was just... It you was can't just, even
1: be mad at that. Oh, I was a marvel There's a big to watch. difference between... It was a
2: marvel to watch. Yeah. He hit a three-wood. The reason why I know he'll be on tour is because his distance... What what always holds back a lot of players of my caliber mm-hmm. is that we can't simply compete with the distance. Like, they just hit it so much further than mm-hmm. we do. And he would hit a three-wood 330. I hit a three-wood 240. I don't know what any of that means. It, it's
0: it's. it's it's it's, it's simply it's simply long. there's no way to describe that I would almost I need to see this person hit a three yes, 330 yards in front of me because it's the ultimate if I told you oh, I hit this ball about 330 Jason's gonna be like bullshit. Yeah, bullshit and you'll be like okay well I'll take his word for it yeah and then it, if you actually watch somebody try to hit a ball 330 yards with a freaking <laughs>
2: it's it's I mean it's so
0: my, whats a three what about 16 and a half degrees 15 and a half? it's around 14 though. 14 degrees okay so if a, a high end a, a good driver I mean, what are the approaches? Like eight degrees?
2: Yeah, I mean, So let's you have put a, this, it this much three I, different
0: degrees of loft. The ball's meant to go higher, which means it's not going to go as far. So a three would. If what's I your hit favorite?
1: Th- what's your sport that you know the best? I keep up with, uh, well, football I know the best, baseball I know real well. I don't so, follow anything. You know,
2: it's, it, it's the difference between, you know, it's the difference between Michael Vick and throwing a 60 yard pass mm. and then, you know, uh, uh, me and you trying to throw it 30 yards. You yeah. know, so it's not just like a it's oh it's God. not just like a little bit. It's a quantifiable. Like Michael, like they gonna be on, on
0: the yeah. run and be off of his back. It's not we're gonna be it. Yeah, overcome. it's not. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's and we're I gonna step into that. it and freaking still not throw out the thirty yards. Like and it
2: was it was a, a marvel to watch him play though. But he was he was definitely.
1: It's amazing though that just the recognition that this level that anybody could achieve. Yeah is still leaps and bounds uh, above what anybody does achieve. Yeah.
0: Well, and that's my thing is I like, I don't think. That's, be, there, that's there not is, realistic for
1: anybody. There that is, yeah. is.
2: There is, I think there's, you know, it's a, the combination of, you know, with, with that level, you need hard work and talent. You just don't, it, it's just not hard. hard work. Or it's just not talent. Like you can be hard working and just yeah. not get
1: there. Well, that's why I say it's gotta be raw and yeah. bound.
2: Yeah, like yeah. I have very good hand-eye coordination. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to hit a golf ball better than most people, but I, my talent level just simply isn't even, <laughs> isn't even yeah. in the remote stratosphere of those
0: people. Well, it's like, I mean, like, like Artie Lang's guy, I said all the time, and he was an all county baseball player and yeah. he was like, you know, somebody was, you know, potentially had a future a little bit. And he's like, I saw my first big slider and I said, nope, I'm not going to be able to overcome this one. Yeah. Like it's like everyone finds their challenge there. So I guess I'll maybe try to wrap this one up because we haven't had a lot of content on this one, but. Go back to a more of a, not a sports talk, but just a broad sense of that. I brought this up before, the idea of the moral victory. Um, personally, I would rather get the shit kicked out of me than fucking come close and just lo- and just lose.
1: Well, I don't know. I, I guess the way that I'll put it is, is um, there's a big difference between me losing and them winning. And I'm okay with them winning. I am not okay with me losing. I think it depends if you expect- um, I
2: think it depends like that in for the example I just used I was very proud to lose against yeah, that guy Yeah because by he stroke. won and I you played, didn't lose. I played this good, I played a hell of a round of golf that I had nothing to hold my head in shame. Exactly right. So but I think it really I love losing that
0: one. If you had yeah. shot a 72 and he'd have shot a 71, though, you know what that would have given? It would have given you delusions of grandeur. Oh, I don't because, think it would have
2: known because I would have known he hit a three wood 330 yards. <laughs> what I'm saying is that you're thinking. <laughs> I'd have known. You not If you go back to that game tape, Maybe, you're if you
0: to an
1: ego like Ryan Schofield. Yeah. No,
0: so here's the thing that goes on all the time with golfers. My father's favorite expression about golf, I don't ask how, I ask how many. Because everyone wants to point out, oh, you know, I shot this, but I had the one hole that I took the bad kickoff. No one, everyone wants to talk about all the things that went against them. No one wants to talk about, oh yeah, but there was that putt that freaking swirled sw- around and went back in, or oh yeah, there was that good bounce I got off that fucking on the green that got me into that good spot. You know, like no one wants to talk about anything that went in their favor. They no want to talk about all the things That's that went against. Human them.
1: That happens everywhere in
2: life. But are you What's competitive not- against the person or are you competitive against yourself? I'm competitive against
0: myself. I'm more competitive against myself.
2: That's yeah. not true because you, <laughs> you just said the opposite.
0: No, and that's fine. In, in golf, it, way, in golf, in golf, because no, because but I'm no,
2: just because saying, I, in my, you in, asked if uh, would you rather be close to, to almost beating somebody or you know what? What did you say? You said either oh, yeah.
1: if he got seventy one and you got yeah, seventy two. I mean,
2: I, and I'm not. Ju- this is where you know sometimes uh, this is where I'm really not judging you. I I, I think that. Would you? Are you competing against the person, or are you competing against yourself? Um. So it's an and invariant. All, and, and, and just in the broad sense of the term, I always compete for me.
0: In the per it is of so golf is maybe the worst example of this because we're both competing against the same opponent. It says he's competing against it better. We're playing against the course. Well,
2: but So in, I want so that's general, where I go. I'm about,
1: this is the conversation. He doesn't get the mental states. It's always about the No, no, no. Yeah. It, yeah. But it, but yeah. in, no. But in, I'm in, in, but in, stuck on
0: but in a one on one sense, I'm playing against the person, yes. Right.
2: Like Yeah, and that's fine. But I do but what I mean is I think that that it answers all myself. Well, I mean,
1: yourself is your own worst enemy, and it's like always the easiest that, person to it's your things. own best friend. You need that to make your best friend an... with yourself, not an enemy.
2: And that mm-hmm. actually, that is always, it served me well in competition. You know, because I've done all sorts of sports. Like, I remember a CrossFit meet where I finished.
0: A CrossFit meets a sport? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was just a bunch of addicts hanging out. Uh, Yo, wrap
1: cool. this thing up so I can go outside yeah, and good. do what I got to do. But,
2: but, I mean, I've been in a CrossFit where I was, there was no master's division over the age of 40, so everybody was <laughs> under Forty, and there I was, forty two years old, and there was like a deadlifting portion where you had to do two hundred and twenty seven, two hundred and seventy five pounds as many times as you
0: could. Cool once. Yeah,
2: <laughs> and I finished uh, third from the bottom, and I was fucking proud of that third. From the yeah. Bottom. I was like, <laughs> because because if you'd have seen the guys that I was up against, I well, had no reason. I so you
0: you have more of the glass half full empty, not more of the glass half empty. Anyways, that's the beauty of this show. We yeah. just literally came
1: here. We just asked
0: Jason Lim to come out here.
1: And it nothing was awesome. planned
0: whatsoever. And it was amazing. I, hey, I, I think- do
1: want to end it with this, Jason. I have always liked you, but after this conversation, I have a lot of respect for you. Um, so I appreciate this oh, time that we've had to get. I've uh, always had for respect for him. I just don't you. like to
0: admit it. But anyways, he's the reason we're all here together in a in a, in a weird sense. He is the prophet of the Sound and Logic podcast. Everybody, It's Ryan Schofield. I'm at Sko525 on Twitter and Instagram.
1: And we have Mr. James Clark Lang. Yep, yep. JamesClarkLang.com. And, and Mr. Uh, look forward to an email from Jason Alexander trolling everybody near you. Oh,
2: that's all right.